Welcome, welcome, welcome to Embracing the Gray with Vic and Kels, where we are here to challenge the all or nothing thinking when it comes to all things food, body, and mindset. And today I am super excited to dive into this topic. I'm a little bit of a nerd when it comes to the idea of manifestation and visualization and our ability to create our own reality. If you don't know, and if you're on YouTube, that's actually what my tattoo says. Um, it's a Viking symbol on my wrist. That means create your own reality. Uh, and today we are going to be talking about a very specific piece of the law of manifestation, and that is the law of detachment. So I'd love for you, Miss Vic, when I first brought up this topic, what were some of the thoughts that came to you? Um. I'm excited to talk about it. I, it's funny, your brother and I have had many conversations about manifestation and law of attraction and all that stuff. So I don't know where I stand on it exactly, but I do, I mean, once I started reading about law of detachment, like I can see how it just kind of is there. It is. <laughs> um without it having to have a name or, you know, a label or whatever, you know, attached to a certain concept. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to talk about it. For sure. And I mean, for me, like, you can call, for me, I like the idea of manifestation in the sense that it can be a little bit woo-woo, but it also is just, for me, if you look at the psychology of things, right, there are scientific things that can um, go alongside this this woo-woo-ness, so to speak. And the law of detachment, detachment is, I think, really, really important. And the biggest thing that I want people to walk away from today is that the law of detachment is releasing or letting go of the outcome or letting go of your need to control mm -hmm. everything. And the whole idea is that like when, especially when it comes to food, so many of us struggle with food or are constantly hopping on the next diet or the next challenge or the next whatever. The biggest thing I hear from women all of the time is I just don't have enough control over my food. I can't control myself around certain foods. And so that's what we do is we are constantly trying to go on a diet. We're constantly trying to track every calorie, track every macro so that we have control. Um, this is why people struggle with anorexia, orthorexia. And then obviously then our bodies can end up, you know, coming out and, and, and causing us to then have physical hunger or have increased cravings. Like there's a whole bunch of biological and psychological and neurological reasons that we can then go into a, say a binge or overeating, or then feeling out of control with food. And a lot of times those are physiological drives. Our body is literally just trying to get us to survive. And I think the biggest thing that I would like, that's the other thing too, just another point on control oftentimes, and I want people to understand or think about this for themselves. Oftentimes when we find ourselves really nitpicking at our bodies, when we find ourselves 
really feeling frustrated with our reflection in the mirror or really just feeling uncomfortable in our skin, I want you to take a moment and pause and ask yourself, is there something else in my life right now that does not feel like it's in my control? Oftentimes, we will turn to our body and trying to change the way our body looks or our physical appearance because it feels like something we can control. And I remember specifically, I had a client, Re. Um, I remember it was back in March when um, the Ukraine war was just about to, or was just starting, or the all the unrest. She lives in the UK. And she kept coming to me and she's like, I am just really uncomfortable in my body right now. I can't stop thinking about it. I don't, I feel like I've backslid with all my progress. What's going on? And I had brought up this idea of like, there's a lot of unrest in the world right now. There's a lot of unknown in the world right now. Is there any piece of this that maybe you trying to focus your energy on trying to control your body is a way of you to cope with what's going on? And so I, to bring that all back to this law of detachment, it is the idea that we have to let go of our desire to want to control everything, to want to control exactly how things happen and exactly the result or outcome. I am in no way saying that you need to release your intention or your desire or the, the wanting to have changes in your life or improvement or wanting to say lose weight or wanting to say look a certain way. I am not saying that, but I am saying you have to let go of control. And I think like, I mean, I there's many different ways that you can apply it or think about it, but like I, when I was at my highest weight, like the I couldn't even like fathom what an outcome would be. Um, I knew that it was going to be something, you know, where my body was at a healthy weight, but like I couldn't. And so when then, then I was like, oh, okay, a healthy weight. Well, what would that look like? Like what, what weight would I be? What would I look like? And I was going down this rabbit hole of like what that would be. And it's almost like once you, if you can allow yourself to detach from, you know, this outcome or this like, idealized version of you then you can actually start putting your head down and start working because we can get so like when I think of detach I think of like that physical separation that emotional separation uh separating you know knowing like yes that's something yeah that I eventually want or desire but I also need to remove myself because we as humans are emotional beings and a lot of our decisions and our habits and a lot of those things are based on, you know, which way we're feeling that day, but to really kind of just put that stuff aside and, and to kind of just let things go. Yes. Let things go. But if you are, I mean, I was thinking yesterday when um, I was reading about law of detachment and stuff, like the, you lose your ability to be a more resilient person if you're trying to control the outcome. Mm -hmm. So, you know, last year when shit hit the fans at the hospitals and if I would have been like, no, I'm, you know, I'm staying and I'm, I went to school to be a nurse and I'm always going to be a nurse and 
I'm going to be an ER nurse. And like, I was in my dream job, like all of the things, if I would have attached myself to that outcome, I probably would not be here today where I've gotten myself to because uh, I barely had time to do anything. And I was on night shift or at that point I was on day shift, but like, I was just running on empty. Instead, I was like, okay, this is throwing a wrench in the plan that I thought I had. <laughs> like, I'm still able to use my degree. I've never worked from home. That's interesting. And yes, there were a lot of tears. Yes, there was a lot of uncertainty of like, is my binge eating going to get worse since I'm at home? Is, 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 what if, what if, what if? And that was, I mean, that was kind of like a really big thing that stood out of like, I really did have to detach from this idea that I'm always going to be a nurse working in the hospital and embrace, yeah, this is really weird. And I never thought in a million years this would happen, but okay, is what it is. Like it, you know, that was, I had to let go of a lot of that. And then to like me doing that made me so much more of a resilient person because yes, I can have a general idea of where I want to go, but if something comes and knocks that out, there's going to be other options. But if you're always trying to control this op this outcome, there is no other option besides what you decided in your head. Oh, okay. So this is, that's a beautiful example. I'm like, I really love this stuff. I really, really do. Um, because, and for you, like, I know that you are, are faith-based. Yeah. And so, and, and regardless of whatever anybody's perspective, like a lot of times I will call it like the universe, um, you know, like the, you know, Gabby Bernstein, the universe has your back or like it has your best interests at heart. You obviously can think like God has a plan, right? And, and, and that's, those are beautiful things. And it can only come if you trust the process. And if you trust that God has your best interest in heart. Cause like you said, no, I want to be a nurse on the floor in the hospital where you were binging like out of control, where your sleep was out of control. Your stress was ridiculous. And now you're able to work from home, making more money than you were before you. And you've been able to rest. You've yeah. been able to actually like heal your relationship with food. You have an even better relationship with your husband. You now have this new business. Like, and again, it came from you, like you said, leaning into uncertainty. Yeah. Leaning into uncertainty, embracing change and trusting that God, the universe, the overall plan, whatever else has your best interest at heart even if it doesn't result or look the way that you initially envisioned. And I think that's also where people get stuck is I really, you and I are both big proponents of visualization and taking time to, whether that be to meditate or to really script out what you want. Um, I'm, I'm big into doing like 90 day letters, like, you know, talking to yourself, you know, 90 days in the future or, um, doing, you know, the best version of you really thinking and, and looking where you want to go in the future. And it's important for us, like the way we talk to our subconscious is through imagery and emotion. Now, that being said, I think it's really important that we don't get so stuck in the image, 
right? We don't get so stuck in like, well, it's going to look like this. I'm going to have this body. I'm going to have this job. I'm going to work on in this um, environment. This is what my spouse is going to look like. This is what my dog's going to look like. This is, you know, and it's okay to have a vision because we need that imagery sometimes to evoke the emotion. The real way that you talk to the subconscious is through emotion and repetition. And so what we need to do is rather than like, this is what I want it to look like. I need you to focus on this is what I will feel like taking moments to have visualization, to have scripting and being like, I feel so I am, or I am so grateful now that now that's a huge prompt guys. Like that's a big one that you can do. I am so grateful now that I um, am living in the body that makes me feel really good. What are the, what are the things like, why do you want to be healthy? right? So often we're so caught up in like, I want to look a certain way, but it's not that. It's not the number on the scale that you actually want. It's not the way that your body looks. That's not what you actually want. What do you want? You want to have energy. You want to feel confident. You want to feel um, desirable. You want to feel successful. You want to feel like you are someone that, that people can look up to. You want to feel like an inspiration. You want to feel healthy. You want to feel fit. You want to feel strong. So focus on the emotions and the way that you want to feel as opposed to you how, how you want to look. And then the way that you like connect that is to recognize that regardless, even right now and in this moment, you are whole, you are complete, you are enough, just as you are right now, you know, and, and you getting to that point, while those are things that you want, they aren't going to help you feel more enough, they aren't going to help you feel more um, complete or whole, you are whole now, just as you are, because you are a beautiful child of God, just because you are a human being, just because it is. Mm-hmm. You just are. Oh, the lovely inside joke. Um, I think that I had an interesting experience um, thinking about, well, the other day I went to the gym, did my body scan, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> um, but I, I, you know, hit a, my like lowest that I've been in a long time, probably over five years and and I was thinking you know had I attached myself to a certain outcome so say oh yeah I get to x y and z number then right like I I for a 100% fact do not look the same you know from five years ago same weight as I do now because I was also, you know, over 90 pounds heavier and I have loose skin and I have, my muscle definition is different. Like so many different factors are different. And if, and I was thinking, man, I'm so glad that I didn't think like, oh, once I get to this weight, I'm, my body's going to look the exact same that it did at this same weight five years ago or six years ago, because it doesn't, it looks completely different. Um, whether I like it or not, right. It's just, it is. And, um, there was just like this sense of, I'm very, I was so thankful that I'm not, I wasn't connecting, you know, 
once I get here, then it's going to look like this, or like, maybe this will go away. And I had this just reality of, yeah, I put my body through some shit for a long time and it, it went through it and it's now like trying to heal itself, but it's also like, Hey, how long is this? How long are you going to keep this up? Like, is this a forever thing? Are you, you know, all of those things. And it's not going to look like this, you know, picture in my head of what I think. And so it was just an interesting thing to think about after getting my body scan, you know, being super excited and, you know, putting on muscle, losing fat, all the things. Um, Which again, like if anyone's ever, like if they're listening to our podcast consistently, a couple months ago, you were stalled out and frustrated. I went to the doctor yesterday and cause I check in with this woman all the time and she's like, man, like that was a long, that was a long period of you just having to stick with it. Yes. Oh, like be, I mean, I'm talking since like April Yes. not seeing anything. And I mean, you can like look on my little, um, my little health app, like weight trend thing. It was just like, And so I was just like, okay, just stick with it. Like, man, if you, if you can only imagine the type of person you become when it's like, okay, hello, like, where is this? Where is this at? Like, where are you at? Like metabolism and to just be able to still put in the work. Um, it's a lot. It's cool. It's a deal. Like, I'm like, I get so excited. If anyone's watching the YouTube, they're like, Kelsey's like crazy, but it's a really big deal because guys, it is September. <laughs> it is, if you're listening to this, it's September. So from April to September, Victoria did not see any changes to her weight. Put that into perspective. Understand how frustrating that has been. And yet recognizing that she couldn't get into this space of having to change anything and scramble. So that's the problem. When we try and control everything, we get into this fight or flight and we start scrambling and we're like, well, this isn't working. So now I'm going to do this. Well, this isn't working. So now I'm going to do this. You did not do that. And I know it was, it was hard for you. And I know there was times of questioning, like, am I doing something wrong? Is this just who I am? Then I did um, phase one of 75 hard and like, again, no change on the scale. Mm -hmm. I took a, you know, I took a picture every single day and day one to day 30, despite literally it was mostly walking. And then, you know, my gyms, like some strength training, I looked different. I felt different. My, like, it was, it was insane. And I was just like, this is a testament to just the journey and embracing the journey and letting go. And it's very, it's not my nature. I am a very like goal oriented. I'm, I, I love goals. I like to think, okay, you know, this is one goal. Okay. I'm going to go to the next goal. And I tend to have perfectionistic tendencies. I want things to look a certain way and that comes at a detriment at sometimes and it's helpful in other times. Um, for my relationship, healing my relationship with food, that was something I had to let go of 100% because I had this image in my head of, well, if I'm going to be a healthy person and not struggle with binge eating and X, Y, and Z, 
my food has to look the exact same every single time uh-huh. and it has to like look good or it has and it, the quantity has to be just right and all of these different things that I had like rules in my head and I remember my dietitian she had said like sometimes food is just food and you just got to eat it and there's going to be meals that you know when my parents come to town like I oh my gosh <laughs> I had a whole um, Greek night a few weeks ago and I made like homemade tzatziki. I made chicken kebabs. Um, I made baklava for the first time, pita, all of the, it was a great like spread. I have a video of it. It was beautiful. And, you know, that was such a cool eating experience, but it's not always like that. Mm-hmm. And it's not always. So if you're like, okay, well, all of my food has to look this way and I have to feel this way. And then, you know, hopefully the scale goes down. Like you're going to be sad. Like you're going to be so disappointed because there are, you know, times I'm like, man, I really want a bowl of cereal, but I should probably have something more balanced. Then I'll have a protein shake and some cereal. Like, okay. But that would not, my mindset, you know, two years ago would have been like, no, it has to be chicken and broccoli and rice Ah. and, you know, put it in a little, uh, your little saucing in a little thing because you don't want to go overboard. And, and I had to let go of this idea of what I thought these foods would look like. Or I remember when I met Kelsey, I was like, well, like, what do you eat? Like, what do you do? What do I eat? And I would think like, what are these other people eating so that I could do it? Oh, and that's huge too. Like the whole, what I eat in a day type things, guys, by the way, just, this is a little tangent side note. Like I think what I eat in a day videos can be helpful to give you some, depending on the person, they can be helpful to give you some ideas on recipes or things to do. Caution. If you are watching what I eat in a day and they start with a body check, if they start with their like, look at my body, look at who I am, look at my abs, they lift their shirt and they're like, this is what I eat in a day. Uh, Just turn it off. Don't even worry about it. A, because Abby Sharp video, because she'll, gosh, she will. Oh yeah. Abby Sharp is an amazing, like we should put her YouTube channel. We should totally like, um, she's a registered dietitian in Canada and she will destroy these influencers. Um, but the whole thing is guys like, remember, um, okay. Like, let's take that for a moment. Like if Victoria is looking, Oh, I wonder what Kelsey eats. I'm going to eat just like Kelsey, because if I eat just like Kelsey, then I will look like her. No, you won't. We've got completely different genetics. We've got completely different metabolisms, different amount of muscle on our body. We have com- we're completely different ages. We're completely different heights, like all the things. And so you cannot eat like somebody else and expect to look like them. That is not how it works at all, at all. And this is why, like exactly why in our Rediscover You Free program, we deep dive into what a balanced plate actually looks like. We talk about the hunger crushing combo. We talk about finding ways to add rather than restrict. Just like you said, I really want a bowl of cereal right now. That would be the most satisfying thing. And you know that if you didn't let yourself have that bowl of cereal, that you would just be like searching for other things, you know, just, and you'd be eating all of these other things and you'd probably get overly full until you finally say, F it, whatever. I really just want this bowl of cereal where instead you're like, no, I really want the bowl of cereal. I just know that it will not make my body feel its best if I only have the cereal. 
So I'm also going to make sure I have some protein so that I'm both satisfied and satiated so that I can move on with my life and not think about food for the next three to four hours. These are the things we teach you based on your own personal preferences rather than trying to be perfect, quote unquote, whatever that is, or trying to follow whatever someone else is doing and their own preferences and their own whatever. So just a little side note on those. And I think you've really reminded me of, um, again, I'm going to bring him up because I have like a crush. (laughs) Uh, So Alex Hermosi had a video um, yesterday or whatever else. And it was talking about time horizons, which I know he, he talks about and something that I think the law of detachment can really go hand in hand with, right? So time horizons are this idea of like, it may not happen as fast as you want it to. And he asked this, he was talking about money, but I'm going to, I put it in the context of like, um, of weight, right? And it's, and so if you're asking how to lose weight fast, you're asking the wrong question. Instead, you should be asking, how do I lose weight for good? How do I guarantee that I will never need to lose weight again? And if the way that you do that, and the way that you do that is to expand the time horizon, and you think, how can I do this in a way that I can sustain it forever? That is the key. So often, we get into this, this perspective of like, I need the results right now. I need it. Like I have this event coming up. I have Christmas coming up. I have whatever, I don't know, whatever event. We just had Labor Day. <laughs> like, and I need to look a certain way for that. And then we start scrambling and we start trying to control everything. And it gets the pendulum swinging in the wrong way. Whereas if you can be, ask yourself, and and I had read that, that woman's, um, you know, she was like, what can I actually sustain? I did that in the last episode talking about, you know, failure. And she was talking about like, can I have vegetables at every single meal? No. Can I have it and guarantee that I have it in at least one of my meals a day? Yes. Can I work out five to six days a week for an hour? No. Can I work out 20 to 30 minutes, you know, three days a week and walk otherwise? Yes. Like, what are the things that you can do forever? Because why would you want to lose weight as fast as possible if you're going to have to keep losing it and keep like regaining it? What is the point? So just take it slow. And to know like the amount of havoc that you are putting your body through when you are losing weight fast and affecting your metabolism and your ability to lose weight in the future. Yep. Like I... I remember like I, so when I went to my doctor's appointment, not this yesterday, but like a few weeks ago, I was talking to my doctor and, and basically like my blood pressure, you know, last October, my highest recorded weight, it was like 140 over 90. It was, it was scary. Mm -hmm. And I went in two times ago and it was like 113 over 79 or something. And like, perfect. Like the nurse was just like, oh my gosh, like there was, that was a long time, you know, to get you to where you're at, but like, wow, that's amazing. You know, you now don't have to like eventually go on a blood pressure medication. Um, And like, I'm so excited every few months. I'm like, I've like basically gotten most of the, you know, 
I was on, a, I was on medication, you know, for my brain and like, to be able to say like, to taper off of that stuff successfully and to have one less thing, you know, to, to just mess my brain up. Like I had to add in a lot of other things in my life, but to take that off the list, I was just like, heck yeah. Um, but, but for her to, to kind of just really like see this progression, you know, over time, once I like got to, you know, like at my highest, like there was, yes, there were habits that I had to change, but for the most part, like my, everything was off, like my energy, my blood sugar, you know, my labs looked good, but I felt like crap. I was like, I feel like I'm going to die. I feel miserable. Um, and so, and that was a result of trying to control, trying to be perfect, not performing and doing what I think that I should be doing. Therefore I messed up. I might as well binge anyways for years. And then sprinkled in there were times where I would obsess over macros. I would do keto. I would try different challenges and it did nothing but destroy my metabolism, my ability for insulin, like my pancreas on a physiological level, my pancreas to secrete insulin so that it can pick up the glucose and use it for energy. Like you are, I think of like at the beginning of the year, I started 75 hard and it scared the crap out of Kelsey because yes, it looked like I was jumping to that next thing. But if you're going to start detaching yourself from this outcome, you need to start asking yourself why you're starting this stuff in the first place. And so for me, I was like, man, it's been so long since, I mean, not even since, like I've never truly showed up for myself consistently for whatever that looks like for you, for me, like on a regular basis. And so I'm going to do this and, you know, part of it's follow a diet. Well, <laughs> funny, I don't follow diets anymore. So I'm going to eat according to my hunger and stop when I'm full, blah, blah, blah. Um, but like, I had to start there of like, why am I doing this? Because it was a long 75 days. I got sick more than I've like, it was mm -hmm. great. I was sick like three times, my husband and I both. And it was all for the sole purpose of showing up for myself. It Yes, I did lose weight, but it wasn't a super fast, like all at once. And I've also been able to maintain that and keep it off. But it wasn't like, oh my gosh, this is going to be the thing that I'm, I'm going to get to my goal weight. I'm going to lose 50 pounds and I'm going to get to my goal weight and like go super extreme. No, because I knew that day 76 was going to come. And I knew that I was going to have to build these habits over time and practice these things every single day because James Clear touched on it like in a podcast with Brene Brown, like a habit isn't a habit unless you do it every single day. So are these just things that you're doing to fill your time or are these things that you're going to do for the long term? 100%. No, I, and it all comes down to the intention. Again, like it, for me, I really want to reiterate, like when you did 75 hard, yes, I did like shit a brick, but that's okay. <laughs> I was just really concerned not because I'm, I'm against the, the, the things, like the habits that he has for the most part are great. Like reading every single day, making sure that, you know, so the whole idea of like 45 minutes of working out like twice a day, um, 
not that that's at all necessary, but when you can put it in the context that that could literally just be a 45 minute walk, like, and it gets you outside, like these are, there are beautiful things to it. My issue was number one, the diet piece, right? Cause it says you can't have a cheat meal. And my whole thing, again, I will always say this guys, think of a diet, like a relationship. And if you have to cheat in order to stay in your relationship, it's probably not the relationship for you. So <laughs> same thing for your diet. If you feel like you have to cheat on your diet, then it's probably not the diet for you. Um, and so that was one thing that I was really concerned and just wanted to make sure that you had that right mindset that you were still just going to be listening to your body. I know you had all the things you had the ice cream, you had the cookies, you had the pizza. We ate all the things while you were doing 75 hard, just like you are right this moment, like just like you are right now eating the, what you want in the moment. Um, not that that's all you eat guys, just so we're very clear, like intuitive eating is not just like eat crap. Like it's eating nutrient dense foods most of the time, because it's about eating in a way that makes your body feel good. And I promise you, you eating ice cream and pizza every single day will not make your body feel good. Um, but anyway, the other thing too, was to just kind of like, make sure that you weren't in that all or nothing mindset. That is my big concern with things like 75 hard, especially if you are what I would call a recovering perfectionist and you are working to get out of that all or nothing thinking, right? This podcast is called embracing the gray for a reason. And so like my issue sometimes with things like 75 hard or whole 30 or whatever it is, is that the moment you mess up, now you are a failure and now you have to start all over and so that's, that was just my concern, making sure that you had the right perspective. But again, your intention was not weight loss. Your intention was, can I be someone who shows up for herself? It was about you, what is this, like raising your self-concept and becoming a new person, having a new identity, and then getting the evidence and taking action to prove that you are indeed that person. And it's just like you said too, like if it was about a goal weight, like technically, like you said, you're at your goal weight in some way, shape or form, like where you thought you wanted to, to be or, or thought you could be, but obviously you're going to keep going. You're going to keep moving. And like, and it doesn't look exactly as you imagined this weight would look on your frame. And yeah. so the question I always ask people, like, cause they're like, well, I really just want to, you know, I want to lose 20 pounds. I really want to five, whatever it is. Why, why is that your goal weight? Is it because you think like, uh, I know a lot of people, they want to get into wonderland. Do you think that like health, like the healthiest, and I know we've talked about it. I think you've even said like, I don't know if I see myself. Yeah being under 200, who knows what that would look like, yeah. but on your frame, that may not be the healthiest weight for you. Um, what is it about that particular weight? Was it the weight that you were in high school? Was it the weight that when you got married, was it the weight? Why does that number, you know, why are you so stuck on it and reminding yourself that it's actually not the number that you're wanting. It is the feeling it is the emotion. It is the confidence. It is the feeling enoughness and reminding yourself that you can feel enough now. You can feel whole now and still work towards those things. But just know that that number is not, it's not going to do it for you. It's not going to get you there. Yeah. And detaching yourself from the outcome 
it really does put you in the moment, in the present moment and living in like, what am I doing today? Like, what can I do, you know, to evoke those positive emotions? Like, I remember being like, so, so, so depressed, um, going into one of my, the first treatment centers I went into and like, I mean, just, it was so bad. I couldn't, I couldn't even like will myself to do most just like everyday things. And my therapist had just said, you know, what is something that you've done that, you know, I couldn't even think of like things that would be fun to me. I was just like, okay, but what are some things that you've enjoyed in the past that you can implement that aren't going to make you feel good in the moment, but you know, you might get a little sense of that was nice. Like, and so building those things into your life, whether that be a walk or, you know, having dinner with the family, like whatever that is for you, time with your husband, time with whatever, like doing those things and knowing, yeah, it might not be the outcome that you want or the emotion, but it might come later. And you're going to be adding, it was like, uh, like a little positive emotions box. And you're just putting these little deposits in and, you know, with time, those things will like, you'll get your return on investment basically. Um, I, I want can to wait. Oh, sorry. Just real oh, quick. No. Like, I'm going to put this out there for people. Like, I really want them. I ask this question a lot and you should see the faces people have. They're just like, uh, like what brings you joy? Mm-hmm. What brings you joy? What is a hobby? What is something like, I know you and gardening was the cutest thing. Like yeah, I killed all my plants when I traveled, but oh. it's, that's fall okay. harvest is coming. It's coming. It'll be fine. <laughs> I'm going to plant for winter. <laughs> Time horizons. Yes. Um, but like legit, like what, what are things that bring you joy? Is it photography? Is it playing an instrument? Is it reading? Is it walking? Is it like just, I think so often we go to our, oh my gosh, we get so stuck in this rut of like, I just want to relax. And like, So then we get into this place where in the evenings, it's, I just want my glass of wine. I just want to eat chocolate or eat my snacks. I just want to binge on Netflix or whatever the show is, or scroll on social media or watch YouTube or whatever. We just get into this thing. And we think that those things bring us joy. And really what they are is just like, and I'm not saying that there's not like, it's not nice to like go and watch a movie or do those things. But like when we're doing it repetitively, a lot of times it's us just like, not actually like dealing with emotions it's really kind of just us avoiding or distracting ourselves from the present moment but just really asking like when was the last time you asked yourself like what brings you joy what is play like what is like I I don't know what's something you've always wanted to learn and how can you sign up for like I'm taking salsa and bachata lessons tonight like which is super fun um and it's just it's like anyway I just put that challenge randomly I what is something you enjoy guys? And the other question there, are there things that you are doing or that you would say, I will do that when Mm -hmm. I will do that when I have the body that I want, or when I look a certain way or something that I have said, when I make a certain amount of money, when I have a certain amount of clients, when I have whatever, then I can go live my life. Then I can do the things that I enjoy. No, 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 no. Like, and I'm not saying be like frivolous and ridiculous and and whatever else, but you are allowed to enjoy yourself. This life is short. Stop 
waiting and postponing living it until you get somewhere because you have no guarantee if you're going to get there. Enjoy the journey now. So I found a little thing. I'll, we'll put it in the show notes, but um, it's like a little law of detachment. Oh, yes. One, two, three, four. So um, first one is awareness. Detach doesn't, detachment does not mean forgetting or giving up. It's freeing your energy from being drained by obsessively focusing on the outcome. Um, desperation energy clouds your energy or your clarity and energy from being in receiving mode because you're so preoccupied with like nitpicking and trying to, you know, control. Two is surrender your plans, give the universe space to work. Sometimes what you want isn't what you need. Try your best, but also make room for what is your highest and best interest. Three is letting go. What we desperately cling to or chase after is repelled from us because we come we come with the main energy and intention of lack scarcity, which is rooted in fear. Fear is a low vibrational energy that slows everything down. And then four is stay grounded. So stay grounded in your why, place your energy on the feeling and expecting the highest good to manifest before the outcome. This keeps your energy, I'm sorry, this keeps your energy grounded and confident energy rather than needy energy. So I love it. I, I really, I love those four steps. Can you repeat just the four steps? Yep. Letting uh, awareness, making room, letting go, staying grounded. So awareness doesn't mean you're giving up or forgetting, making room, you're surrendering these plans and things that you thought, letting go, getting out of that lack, scarcity, fearful mindset, and then staying grounded is staying grounded in your why. Um, and also kind of like reminding yourself of your intentions. So 100%. I had like seen another one that was, um, it was it, it just just putting it out there, guys, like again, with manifestation, a lot of reasons where like, manifestation law of attraction where it gets like flack is like people just think like oh if I just think it if I just want it if I just visualize it it'll happen Mm -hmm. and (laughs) Victoria and I are very much no 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 like you definitely need to have your intention I do want you to visualize it I want you to script or think about what it would feel like to have the thing that you want really feel it as if it's already the case, right? And so that's part of where you were saying the awareness, like so often we're so focused on the problem rather than focusing on what it would feel like to actually have, like they can't even imagine. I ask this question all of the time to to new people, like what does life feel like when you have ease with food? What does life feel like when you feel confident in your body? What does that even like look or feel like to you? And so often they have no idea because they're so preoccupied with, well, like I'm just keep binging. I just keep binging. I just keep overeating. I just keep um, not keeping promises to myself. I'm just so lazy. Like they are so focused on the problem. They have no idea what the solution actually even looks or feels like. They've never even thought about it. So I want you to take some time and really think about what it would feel like to have what you want. And, and like put yourself in that emotion because this whole, like when we're only focusing on the problem, all we feel is that lack and scarcity. And then I want you to write out like, again, if like, if I were the type of person that had these results, what would I do? What would be some things that I could do that are sustainable 
<laughs> that are things that I could do forever that I could enjoy the process of because I will have to do it forever. <laughs> what would some of those actions be? And keep them small. Know that because it's going to be forever, you have time to build up on them, right? You, you can start with a 10-minute walk. And then that eventually could be a 15-minute walk. And then it could eventually become a 45, whatever else. Like you can start with one to two workouts a week right? And that's, okay. it's okay. Keep it small, but actually take actions and ask yourself, how can I collect evidence that I am the type of person that would have the results that I want, right? Like I am a healthy and fit person because I am someone I can trust because Mm -hmm. those are really, really important. So Definitely setting the intention, letting go of the outcome, and then just taking small daily actions to collect evidence that you are indeed that type of person worthy of the results you want. I'm going to, when you were talking about the visualization stuff, I'm going to attach the visualization that I did in phase one, that one that I sent you from, I don't remember her name. You mentioned her name. Nicole, uh, Lisa Nichols. Yes, it was, it's like a 10 minute active visualization. And like, I remember <laughs> I was at the gym doing the, the hydro massage thing. It's like mm-hmm. this, like water massage thing. Um, I was in full blown, like tears, like could not stop crying just because to actually think of those things about myself and think about like in the future, what that person would be like, and to feel it in the, the, the moment it was just chef's kiss. I, I love it. No, it's, and it's putting yourself in that feeling. I, I am excited. I'm excited for people. This, I'm not going to lie. This has been one of my all-time favorite episodes um, to put together. I'm really passionate about this. Some affirmations to leave with you guys with is um, I release control. Everything I want, wants me, and it's already on its way. And then we can add those in the show notes for you guys as well. Absolutely. Have a lovely week, everyone. Um, Make sure, I know that we've gotten some new like ratings um, by clicking the little five-star review thing, but if you guys can leave a little comment, um, like a written review, that's even better because it's lovely to read and it also gives people insight into their experiences with listening to the show. We really appreciate all of you so, so much. Thank you for being here. Bye, guys.